0: Hello everybody, my name is Ron, and this is Ron's Guy to Talk for uh, Tuesday, 7th of September, 2021. Yes, guys, we're just gonna we're gonna get straight in. This this kind of came in through a few hours ago, and that is Apple is doing an event, a special event. We're gonna get the iPhone 13, we're gonna get, possibly could get the new AirPods, the Apple Watch Series 7, and much much more next week on September 14th, uh, 2021. And it's happening at 10 a.m. Uh, pacific which you can calculate the you know the time uh, based on where you live but it's almost if you've gone if you've uh, watched other keynotes at at the relevant time they were live obviously same time you know 10 a.m sort of uh pacific this event though uh now the title for it now there's like a glowing apple logo in the middle of the californian sort of mountains and it just says Ca- california streaming now this is obviously a bit of a cheek-and-tongue reference uh, to California Dreaming, if I just Google this up. Now that's interesting. Yeah, it's like a whole pop song. That That's interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, honestly, I mean, it's great to see that Apple is doing an event. Now, we kind of could run, and, run out and suspect what do they mean by that, but I'm, I'm sure it's to obviously Uh, It's just, again, typical Apple, you know, speak nonetheless. But obviously the last couple of months for Apple has really been full of controversies and just nightmares that obviously a big tech company doesn't want to go through. Uh, They've had a bit of a falling out with a lot of people regarding uh, their plans to implement uh, a kind of algorithm in iCloud that would detect uh, images of, of child sex abuse which is a serious issue, I mean, tackling that, but it would expose privacy issues and a kind of, it would kind of, I mean, Apple would kind of come in with a backdoor to be able to see people's data, even though they say that your privacy won't be compromised on that. Uh, so it's, it's, it's been, again, quite a hot button issue for Apple, along with the issue of a monopoly with the App Store, which is a real, real contentious problem that uh, doesn't seem like it's going to go away. And uh, potentially, the U.S. government could come in regulations to force Apple uh, to potentially allow developers to use their own payment methods along with whatever Apple offers for the App Store. In South Korea, uh, there's already regulation for uh, f- allowing developers, uh, you know, sort of um, allowing developers to offer external payment options or their own options to pay for products or services inside the app. Uh, they don't allow Google or Apple to offer in-app uh, billing exclusively they can still offer it kind of but they, they cannot completely be like hey 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 if you want to you want people to subscribe to your service and process that payment we gotta do it and you, you won't let stripe or anyone else do it all right uh, and that's kind of how it is but now obviously in South Korea the law is there and obviously South Korea is quite advanced so they obviously did this in the interest of technology companies or or obviously service business, uh, you know, tech service businesses, you know, like content services and much more over there in South Korea. So they really want to bolster those sectors. So they want to kind of sh- uh, sort of free those uh, software and services businesses from the shackles of Google and Apple. But then again, yeah, Apple's been going through those kind of tumultuous challenges as a company. And, and it's been an interesting time. And obviously, Apple uh, isn't s- still reopened physically for work. People are still working remotely for Apple. From their homes, uh, the plan to return to Apple Park really has been delayed due, obviously, due to the Delta variant coming. So, Apple has had really a challenging last quarter, you could say, in with those sort of uh, kind of crises. From you know, in that sense, but we got new iPhones coming, and I think uh, no matter how you look at it, it's great to see some new iPhones coming, and 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 uh, and the iPhone 13 looks quite promising in terms of what we're getting. Uh, you know. Uh, with along with a lot of improvements, we obviously uh, would ex- expect to see sensor-shift OIS on all iPhone 13 models, and as I said, an improved ultrawide camera uh, for the Pro lineup, uh, along with uh, improved 5G performance and potentially a 120Hz display that you could see for the Pro and the Pro Max. That's I think that's the model I think people are most excited for, and that packs a lot. Uh, obviously, would want to see what they're bringing to iPhone 13. One thing we could definitely expect, they may offer, uh, they might, along with a smaller notch, they could be selling the iPhone 13 series at a slightly, a slightly higher premium to account for the fact that their chip shortage is right now globally. Same story with the Apple Watch uh, Series 7, so much so that according to Mark Gurman from, good old Mark Gurman from Bloomberg, and in his newsletter where he writes obviously up about what's happening in apple and obviously his rumors and sources saying stuff he kind of wrote about apple watch uh, series 7's issues now he pointed out three possible outcomes from apple's headaches with producing the apple watch series 7 and that is they could delay the announcement of an apple watch until they figure out the production issues they could announce the watch but they would say that they'd offer limited batches you have to go to apple's online store and you know they'll have drops sort of so you'll have to get them when they do come and obviously it'll be in limited quantities or that they do show off the watch but they'll announce it at a later date um and, and that's basically what he said in his newsletter and i can of explained it already uh, but yeah uh, as i mentioned last week uh, this watch has really been having production issues uh, in the sense that it has a new design it's it's fitting even more stuff than usual, and uh, Apple's been having a hard time trying to really mass produce this in a lev- in, in a way that they could uh, sell a lot of these and just make a lot of money. Frankly, so I'm not surprised really. They might offer it in limited quantities, or maybe we could be seeing an October launch for this puppy. Uh, as it stands, uh, from what we have, interestingly enough, Apple's already uh, referenced four new iPhones that could be the iPhone 13 series an fcc filing for its mac safe charger according to mac rumors so already they've i mean they've added the fact that uh, apple's MacSafe charger would work with more models and they've mentioned four new models um weirdly and but on top of that it's also uh listed for iphone uh models as legacy uh, in the listing now, in case you're curious, res- uh, the four uh, model numbers are the A2176, A2172, A2341, and A2342, and respectively. That's, uh, in case you're curious, that's the iPhone 12 mini, 12, 12 Pro, and 12 Pro Max, respectively. Now, no, guys, when it's they say when they list it as legacy, uh, again, according to someone uh, who commented on Mac Rumors, it's denoting to mean that it's uh it's software or hardware that's been superseded but it's difficult to replace because of its wide use they're not going to be like hey stop using it and we're going to stop supporting it because everyone's bought it already and it's going to last a couple of more years until software wise and then they're going to you know discontinue it but they have uh, they are bringing out these phones the the fcc filings are already there we could see it um generally and uh a person called uh, Mejian Biu, hopefully I didn't pronounce his name horribly wrong, uh, posted a video of sort of uh, of uh, someone with a whole stack of iPhone 12 Pro 13, not 12. iPhone 13 Pro Max, silicon cases, boxed up, packaged up, seems like ready to go, ready for it to go on sale the moment. The iPhone 13 comes out. Weirdly enough, it mentions the iPhone 13 Pro, which uh, Pro Max, which means that we could be seeing it it could be the iPhone 13, potentially, in that sense. It could be happening, guys. It, it, it's happening. I mean, uh, I we didn't get an S update. We didn't get an 11S, frankly. Uh, we got a 10S, but we didn't get an 11S or you know 11R or anything like that. So so it makes sense for them to directly call the iPhone 13. It would just be in direct succession with what they're doing, and, and it would be a logical choice, if you ask me. Uh, so that's all we kind of know off of the Apple devices we gotta wait till next week but we really don't know what's coming out of these two devices i'm sure maybe that apple uh, employees have been working from home so i'm sure they've had strong secrecy uh, and I, I mean, and that explains why we haven't had that many leaks and also we've had COVID, and all. i'm sure people haven't gone out of their homes or or isolation that much to get insider information and it hasn't spread as wildfire as we thought uh, but then again we i i mean we do know a lot about these devices, so I think now it's just safe to say we've got to wait till next week and hopefully uh, we do get to see these devices uh, out in the flesh, you know, so generally you cannot wait. Alrighty, um, we we could say that we're going to switch things up really, it's about LG. The LG rolling phone was, rollable phone was like this really cool concept and it kind of came out eight months ago but we sadly it's 2021 has kind of gone by we didn't get to see this concept didn't get to see a day of light it would have been awesome but it didn't get to see a day of light but lg has still is kind of working on folding phones but a kind of part that uh devices will probably need uh, obviously companies are able to make a folding phone uh in that sense will need uh, a parts really to make their devices possible and uh, the problem really with folding phones and easily and folding devices whether they're laptops or all is a co- display uh, covering that you have between the touch screen dis- the display overall and glass sort of and you can't use glass obviously it's not flexible and now and now lg chem which is a sort of a different lg division in question has created this interesting coating. Uh, coding uh, a, a new kind of uh, material that will sort of address this issue called real folding window this is a unique kind of uh, material that sort of should cover folding devices the screens pretty much without any issues uh, apparently this is a specially coated uh, specially developed coating atop thin pet plastic film I'm, I'm not going to pretend to do the full form i screwed it up okay it's polyethylene te- Oh well, PET, you know, you know that one that's used in plastic bottles. Uh, but you have a special coating which apparently makes, uh, still lets the uh, material be thinner than existing tempered glass, but have the same hardness, while but uh, have the same sort of rigidity as, as tempered glass, but also be flexible as plastic, which is strange. I don't know how they're able to pull it off, but it looks pretty decent. I mean, uh, it seems like they're able to pull this off in that sense. Uh, So that's pretty cool. According to LG, their chem division, which also I think makes batteries and chemicals and all those sort of products, uh, according to them, durability is maintained completely after the real folding window is folded 200,000 times, which means that it could be used for both in and out folding devices, so instead of going both ways. So you know, folds out, folds in, you can do that, and it'll still maintain its rigidity over time which I, it's kind of impressive I and mean, that kind of product could be possible but i don't know how the engineering is going to be possible i mean uh it would probably have a dual hinge or something funny where it has like a hinge to sort of fold back up to be a regular phone and then you fold back in would, i don't know i don't know how that will work but i'm sure it'll be it will need dramatic advances in engineering for smartphones to make that happen but okay uh, that's kind of interesting um and this is on top of the fact that we're already going to be seeing more and more foldables that will have a kind of glass-like surface uh and the rigidity of glass ultra thin glasses on samsung devices uh which is already there and well yeah you could you could get it if you're another phone brand from samsung they're selling that option to the market competition in that sense so that's the thing about it uh, in of itself so uh, it's a very interesting innovation uh, that should hopefully come. I should see a day of light, if you know what I mean. Realme uh, is going to be releasing a new device. Uh, they have a new product called the Realme Pad. It's, uh, it's the first tablet. They haven't made a tablet before. We're not seeing more details about it. They're teasing more and more details. Um, generally, we've already had a leak of the pad. We knew it since August, kind of, since the uh, many months since... Uh, I mean, we knew that Realme was going to release a tablet. We're getting more and more teasers in that sense. Uh, we now know the colorways that could be coming for this. Uh, they posted a video showing pad in gold color, which is interesting. A kind of rose gold finish, weirdly, um, and it has like the circular cutout for the camera at the back with like a ring around it, which uh, gives it one of those like uh, P50 vibes, if you know what I'm talking about. Along with that, uh, it would come again. Uh, it would probably also come in gray obviously i don't have to tell you this it's gonna basically be realme's answer to the ipad air in terms of what they're going for Uh, this apparently will have 64 gigs of storage on board along with four or six gigabytes of ram helio g80 which is pretty decent which means this could be a under 400 euro uh tablet out of the gate without an issue along with that uh, the realme pad uh, again based on teasers it's going to be 69 millimeters Thin I don't know who they're trying to beat but If you look a little closely They're referencing the iPad because again, there are no Android tablets that are that fast or slim So they're really looking to uh, get to that consumer base that's there This will be uh, released in two days time on thir- Thursday In that sense But yeah, um, you have a 10.4 inch uh, 82825 percent screen to body ratio display Uh, 2000 by 1200 that's wux ga plus display uh you know and again you have grills on the side headphone jack usb-c um and they could offer a stylus for this like you know how samsung does but that's pretty cool 6.9 millimeters thin as i'm repeating it again two 8 megapixel cameras one in front and back makes sense for a tablet micro sd card slot 7100 milliamp hour battery Along with that, um, apparently, according to Realme's CEO uh, Medhev Seth, uh, hopefully I did not pronounce his name horribly wrong again. uh, You're able to get 18 watt fast charging on the Realme Pad, which is pretty cool for a tablet. uh, 18 watts is pretty fast. I think this is uh, a tad bit faster than what Apple offers. I think Apple has only maximum 10 watts of uh, powered out uh, 10, 12, 10 to 12 watts, I believe. I don't know what, how much they offer in the box in the charger, what's the wattage in the box uh, for the iPad, I believe. But the, I think that's probably what they have. But also, again, uh, based on additional teasers too, uh, from the same one about the battery, uh, you can get 12 hours of video playback, which I think is impressive. So that literally is 12 episodes of an hour-long show on Netflix back-to-back with a break in between pretty cool I, I mean nothing impressive but uh, again you again, when you look at it from you know the Mate Pad, the Mi Pad 5, it, again you, you look at the competition it is looking all interesting nonetheless uh... we talked about the Vivo X70 series we got an additional uh, piece of tidbit that we didn't know of and we got full blown specs leak from digital chat station again on Weibo this time we got full-blown information about the X70, X70 Pro, and X70 Pro Plus. To start with, the X70 uh, could have either an Exynos 1080 or Dimensity 1200 processor. Uh, the X70 Pro could have an Exynos 1080. An X70 Pro Plus, uh, as it's called, has might have the Snapdragon 888 Plus as according to the, this leaked information. Uh, now, the X70 and the X70 Pro have a 2376 by 1080 FHD plus AMOLED display, 6.56 inch, 120 hertz, and just should have HDR out, right out of the gate. The Pro Plus, on the other hand, has a third 200 by 1440 6.7 inch QHD plus AMOLED display, which has the Samsung E5 display, which is efficient. Okay, the X70 Pro Plus has actually has 10 bit HDR. I can't recognize the Chinese text uh, along with it, weirdly. 120Hz uh, out of the gate, which I think is pretty impressive. Um, the X70 and X70 Pro have a 4,400 and 4,450 mAh battery out of the gate. Um, a 4,500 mAh battery for the Pro Plus, as we've already talked about previously. 44 watt fast charging on the regular and Pro. Uh, 55 watt uh, wired, I'm assuming, and 50 watt wireless. So... That's what you're gonna be getting right over here, and I'm um, probably guessed it really well. That's that's not bad for myself. I'm mean, kind of pat on the back, you know. Reading through all this text, so that's kind or of might be getting over here, uh, generally, uh, in that sense. Um, but uh, yeah, all three phones will have a 32 megapixel camera, selfie camera on the front, uh, along with. Um, if I could just read it, read through this nicely. Um, the pro and the pro plus have a 50 megapixel sensor uh which could be which basically could be the uh the samsung sensor the gn1 potentially as we've talked about uh with f1.57 aperture uh, along with that uh yeah, it probably is uh you got, but on the regular x70 you have a 40 megapixel regular sensor 12 megapixel uh zooming portrait sensor uh Let's just see. That's the translation should be correct. Uh, Twelve megapixel ultra wide and twelve megapixel uh, portrait. Don't know where the portrait sensor will go, but uh, you'll be getting that. That's pretty cool. Uh, But the Pro, on the other hand, will get you a additional uh, thirty-two megapixels. But no, you get you get a uh, you get a forty-eight megapixel. No, you get a. Eight megapixel, uh, periscope. Uh, I'm sorry, I have to re-pull this information, and I'm doing it live, so you know, if, I, if there's some stutters, then you know, I kindly apologize. Try megap- uh, eight megapixel periscope, zoom lens. I don't know how that will be possible, but it could be doable. I, I, I would say, but yeah, uh, and then the Pro Plus has a 15 megapixel uh you know sensor 48 megapixel ultra wide 12 megapixel portrait and 8 megapixel periscope sensor shooter yes so pro and the pro plus will have a periscope shooter i don't, I don't know what you're going to do with that uh, it's quite low resolution for what it is but i'm sure they're able to pull it off with that v1 sensor uh, isp that they have uh, f- that they've designed which i think is pretty interesting so i think what now remains is the price and availability and all that kind of stuff and i'll be interesting to see uh how much it'll cost and where it'll be available generally it should have broad availability on along with uh, a, a global release hopefully on top of one in china it would be great to have uh, a it should release widely in china without problems the fact that they're using three different uh, cpus for this uh, series instead of two or even one uh, spec of chips means that they're really playing it safe they know there's chip shortages and they don't want to screw around and you know play around and get offer uh you know uh you know wait for more supplies and it might be using some older uh processors but honestly uh, the pro plus would make a lot of sense for the price if it's about over a thousand dollars or over 700 in china uh, d- uh easily usd uh the x70 if it is under seven five to seven hundred do, uh, dollars it would probably be a good buy in that sense so you know already we could we could see a lot of um uh, uh you know a lot of value rights over here so that's that all right let's switch over to some show me news i mean going to be a bit quick here um the Mi 11, the show me 11t series will be coming next week pretty much show me is doing an event on the 15th of september we're gonna be showing off uh the 11t series the 11t pro apparently could be offering 120 watt fast charging, wired. Um, Interestingly enough, this will it's it's not the first model from Xiaomi to be doing this, but uh, it could be one that they could offer globally, which I think would be a big deal in and of itself. Um, We kind of did see this coming, that Xiaomi was gonna be releasing the 11T Pro, and the regular 11T, which could offer a lot of features, including, uh, as I said, the 11T Pro could offer, give you uh, a Snapdragon 888, 5,000 mAh battery, 120 watt fast charging. Now, the teasers they've given on Twitter, they've mentioned 120 watt fast charging, which means we're only seeing the 11T series, which I think is pretty awesome nonetheless. And uh, interesting side note weirdly, uh, Xiaomi is recruiting uh, beta testers uh, uh, for a feature they're going to offer on MIUI potentially called Pure Mode. Apparently, the Pure Mode um, will essentially restrict users from installing apks from unofficial sources and app repositories which is weird but the best part is you could disable it in the settings anytime anytime apparently according to show me forty percent of apks downloaded on their phones do not pass the security audit and meanwhile ten percent of downloads are rec- recognized as risky applications i i just don't understand what's the why the me wants to offer a pure mode, I'm sure they're looking to offer a kind of peace of mind, a kind of security, a kind of clean, uh, strict, software experience, uh, so it's not, mis- it's not that, you know, it doesn't cause a lot of mishap, you know, if you know what I mean, in that sense, so that's pretty interesting, I, I mean, it's not cool or funny, but it's pretty interesting, uh, to say the least. All right let's switch over to electric cars because you know that's the kind of future of cars as we speak and that's what our cars will be um the iaa 2021 is happening in germany which is germany's biggest car show in munich that's where all the big conferences and conventions happen and um and uh, so the whole car industry is converging on this event it's one of the first kind of in-person car shows that's to be happening uh, generally probably after what happened last year really where we didn't see that many car shows uh, and it's happening in person along with a virtual event for those who couldn't really make it to the car show and uh, Mercedes-Benz is exhibiting at this event along with other car- with lots of lots of car makers showcasing their electric futures and sort of uh, they're just regularly good, luxurious and concept cars electrified which is exciting so a lot of velocity in the air let's just say that The first of four models we're gonna talk about from Mercedes that they're bringing out. The first is the Concept EQS Mercedes Maybach car. This is sort of the first concept car uh, that is a Mercedes Maybach. If you know Maybach, it's incredibly fine. Like it's it's a classically luxurious car, fit for a king kind of. It's got a elegant design. I mean, beautiful finishing eccentric finishes i mean it is it is really it is the if you if you want the finest car you want to be a gentleman like a, the finest car out there you get a maybach you know like a true gentleman anyways so the eqs is obviously mercedes electric scv that is already out there and they've decided to create a concept to showcase a potentially electric maybach that they could offer in the future obviously we're a long long we're a long ways away from a full lineup of mercedes cars that are obviously all electric in a big way we've just had the eq c and the eqs and uh and again the two other models here are actually production models that will definitely be coming out later in the future later this year and next year probably uh and you're able to get them at least assuming you you could get a car that has all the chips inside them anyways so this is this electric Maybach concept is essentially a whole EQS and it has this elegant design with uh, Maybach pinstripes at the front and rear with a upright black panel front which sort of kind of flows straight into this kind of faux uh, intake which apparently is elegantly chrome-plated and has filigree louvres. This is some serious stuff. I'm, I'm not making this up. It, it really is impressive. Uh, so it may look like a faux um, uh, intake, but it really is a front bumper, which is impressive and kind of blends in with this red bottom that you have uh, on the uh, over there. So that's pretty cool. So it has this two-tone finish, which is pretty cool, along with a longitudinal chrome plated trim strip at the sen- in the center of the bonnet. A kind of ode to tradition in that sense. The inside is just like a regularly future is just a regular Maybach, but quite futuristic design, like the EQS is supposed to evoke. In that sense, uh, it has a uh, you got four seats, two at the front, two at the back, and you have two individual seats that can stretch out and sort of change the shape and form. Uh, great for long drives, and it's pretty cool nonetheless. And you got full fur. Co- covering this is a concept so it's quite ballsy in terms of design you got cutesy flowers in the middle which is kind of crazy uh, again this is the concept of these cars in the future that you're going to have flowers and there'll be a sort of life in these cars which is crazy in that sense um, and apparently because you have this electric SUV, you have more seat height generally so uh so the calf rest has been made a little larger so it's sort of you you have more room uh vertically so that's interesting um, and if you're curious the design that I'm talking about the finish really is this obsidian black metallic and zircon red metallic design with a, pine f- with a fine pinstripe in chrome as a divider which is pretty cool along a 24 inch light alloy wheels with that signature Maybach bowel design that's there uh, so it's quite striking for what it is and um, it's a fine car if you know but uh, what if you love the G wagon? They also showed up the uh, G class, uh, the concept EQG, EQ slash uh, G. This is the G series, uh, this is the G class from Mercedes, the famous, iconic wagon that everyone wants to get. It's it's the it's a status symbol. If you have a lot of money, you're gonna buy a G wagon. It it screams boss wagon. If you, if you know what I'm talking about. It's a G wagon. You can't go wrong with it. It's an all-electric car. It's a concept, actually. Uh, Mercedes is planning, actually planning to release an EQG in the future, a couple of if a couple of years from now. And they're going to be, uh, and this is a concept uh, that has this kind of funky, futuristic design. It's kind of smooth, uh, smoothened out with some of the iconic touches of a G class uh, that is still there uh, right out of the gate. Um, Now, the front has this unique faux uh, bumper, sort of, with this glow, uh, along with the circle lights that are there, sort of, uh, which is interesting, uh, to say the least. Uh, You have a deep black radiator grille, and it has an illuminated star with 3D effects that set a striking accent. It's, it's, It's an actual concept and serve as this blue finish again it's it's trying to evoke what the EQS is uh, if you've seen the EQS in that in that sense Uh, but aside from that you have this two-tone paid finish like all EQs out there weirdly i don't know what's with Mercedes and putting two-tone finishes on EQs i didn't want them to stand out from regular Mercedes and be like hey it's an electric car EV it's an EQ hey it ain't an it's not a G-Class Sorry, it's not a G wagon. It's an EQG. Oh well. So you have a glossy black design on the top area and a gloss aluminium beam on the bottom. So that sort of runs, sort of uh, at the bot the bottom half of that two tone finish. Again, it's a bit. Again, has a glow like a lot of EQs out there, uh, generally, which is pretty cool. Um, And um, as I said, it's it's it is a pretty modern retelling of the g-wagon again it's quite nice looking with the current iteration uh, interesting enough now it's a concept and we don't know how much uh it'll uh, it's just a concept really uh, but we do know that the, the motor train design you have four electric motors on all the wheels so four wheel four wheel drive right at the gate all wheel drive literally uh, you have off-road reduction, which can be activated by a shiftable two-gear, two-speed gearbox, uh, to give you that off-road requirement right out of the gate. And, um, and it's off cable. You have independent suspension on the front and rigid uh, axle, and a rigid axle at the rear, uh, which is again designed for electric cars. Which, I- if you understand how this works, it's it's pretty interesting, nonetheless. Uh, d- there's no mention of range or the price or anything like that, uh, but it looks quite uh striking it's uh, the inside is just nice looking it's visually appealing uh, it's just an is is this what mercedes has an idea for if they're going to make an electric g wagon um, but it's a pretty cool concept nonetheless and then along with that you have a eqb from mercedes which is pretty cool um, which is actually going to be a 7 seater suv so it's the second suv from mercedes Interesting enough, that uh, we have already a lot of other models coming out. The EQA is, I think, already out. The B, the S, and uh, the the E will be available. We're going to talk about that down the road. Uh, And then there's the concept EQT, which is the van uh, electric concept from Mercedes. I mean, all in all, you're going to have a whole bunch of electric cars from Mercedes, which is pretty cool uh, to see. Uh, But overall, you have. Uh, You have got 419 kilometers of range according to WLTP range Uh, That's the uh, that's the 300 model that you'll get in Europe. Uh, This is through the WLTP range primarily This car literally has space for up to 1700 cubic meters of space pretty much. So that's pretty cool Uh, So pretty generous boot out of the gate Um, Thanks to being electric sort of in that sense you have 1.65 up to 1.65 meters of, sp- of height overall The f- uh, in terms of space so a lot of room for more people so seven seats uh, you won't feel like you're bumping into the back or you're going to hit your head anytime soon uh, in- interestingly enough and again it has that unique EQ black panel grill with a central star which is pretty cool it, like, like a uh, EQB, like another EQ car in general um, now you have up to 20 inch wheels again it's quite luxurious of an suv and uh, it's all electric in that sense so that's that's the thing about it primarily um and uh and it's got a unique design with uh with the, with the display and everything it, it has the mbux display which is pretty massive uh, not that massive on the SUVs, but it, it probably is you have a co-drag efficient of 0.28, roughly. So that's quite aerodynamic for an electric car, uh, almost in line with the series in general. Um, and uh, if you're curious about charging this car, uh, you have eco-assist and obviously that, that functionality is there to let you sort of save power, extend the range a bit, uh, because you're going to be using an SUV and add drinks to the charge very quickly. But obviously you could use, uh, you could run, uh, charge this up to 11 kilowatts with an AC charger, Uh, with the onboard charger right over there Uh, and um, if you say, if you're in the US and Europe you'll get a CCS charger allowing you to charge up to 100 kilowatts so that'll give you uh, that'll let you charge from 10-80% to in 30 minutes uh, pretty much depending on state of charge and temperature of battery so that's something to take in mind Uh, you have active active lane keeping assist and active brake assist as standard on this car Uh, now this car is production model so it'll be available in uh, europe and china at the end of this year and it'll be available in the u.s next year now let's see if this will be available if this may it does make it to folks given the chip shortage is going on but i'm sure the design is not that complicated with these uh with these cars in general uh interesting enough uh, this will be the first car to be made at the hungarian uh, mercedes plant uh, in Keskemet which is interesting and also we made it in China in in Beijing which is pretty cool nonetheless uh, so um, so that's uh, that's pretty cool and then we have the EQE there's the S-S series, class from Mercedes the luxurious sol- uh, sedan and we have the e-class e- which is popular e-class is quite popular amongst a broad range of consumers I mean it is the more affordable Mercedes-Benz uh, It's a more affordable Merc sedan if you want a sedan and you don't want to pay an arm and a leg and a kidney for it It's quite affordable and it's pretty pretty good. And I think this is the one that people will end up buying as a sedan from Mercedes If you got you got some nice features. It's again according to Mercedes. It's a, it's a business uh, It's a business saloon sedan people are buying hatchbacks in S- uh, People are buying crossovers and SUVs, but some still love to have a sedan, and there is a big market for electric sedans. This will be a hit in China easily, competing with the likes of the of the you know the P3, uh, the X-Pen P3, and many many more. Uh, and the Model 3 probably in the Model Y uh, uh, S, because it competes with that. Oh well, uh, E classes are always more effic- more compact than the S so that's uh, that's not a surprise it's uh, roughly has a wheelbase of 3120 millimeters give and take Uh, you have a boot capacity of 430 liters so you could fit a couple of suitcases in the back without a problem 90 kilowatt hour battery 660 kilometers of wltp range good for touring you could literally drive from you literally could cruise from vienna to to frankfurt and you won't have to hit a charger soon so that's pretty cool nonetheless um you have two specs there will be uh, you get you can get uh, you have a usable uh battery of 90 kilowatt hours uh, 90 kilowatt hours overall capacity with the 350 uh spec uh, the eqe 350 will be 215 kilowatts there's gonna be a second model that will be coming they will give you up to 500 kilowatts of of overall performance uh so that's pretty cool uh, so they're going to offer more variants that's what we know so with more power so that's pretty cool if you're interested in that but yeah generally if you look at it uh the EQE, the e-class electric let's just call that is uh is this a generally nicer uh compact sedan compared to the s-class electric the eqs which is more premium and more flashier and this is a bit more bit more nicer it's not too in your face with a big display You got 12.3 inch MBUX display uh, it's kind of this one display it's a little more smaller than the one on the EQS but again it's from one end to another from one end of a pillar to the other end of the a pillar and it's absolutely you get a lot of screen three screens pretty much so that's pretty cool generally and it's will be nice to have if you're for the target audience that's buying it it's gonna be under $80,000 probably so it's going to be also affordable, but basically nice for those who are buying a E-Class and they don't want to pay, uh, and they don't want to get the S-Class primarily. Um, so, yeah. The front seat passenger will also be able to uh, watch dynamic content while in the move in Europe, interestingly. So that's, uh, that option will be there if you're in Europe, uh, weirdly enough. So, uh, and I'll have the same sort of visual design, sort of as the EQS, but again, it's a bit more uh, smaller, sort of uh, slightly uh, in that sense. Um, you have driver assistance, a bit attention assist is there, along with the hyperscreen. It analyzes the driver's eyelid movements using a camera and a diary display, and that will assist with driving. So, it'll give you micro sleep warnings, pretty much. So, not self driving, but Again, driver assistant, which I think is helpfully needed uh, in that sense. So it's a pretty cool car. Um, this will come out next year. That's what I know, uh, according to Mercedes. Uh, this will launch. There'll be a staggered launch in mid of next year, middle of next year, and it'll be produced globally in Germany in Bremen. Pretty cool. And if you're in China, it's right in China, in Beijing. Pretty. That's also cool. So this is the electric E-Class. If and if you know how E-classes are. Pretty cool looking and not too flashy and not in your face like the s-class and again it's more practical than the and then the uh, s-class if you know mercedes generally so there you have it really all the new mercs that you're going to be getting they're electric really and uh, mercedes is really going for electric future kind of bummed out that they're not going they're not going to be sticking around in formula e that would have helped their brand generally but I heard that they were not getting much from being in Formula E though. So, but uh, pretty cool to see all these new cars from Mercedes, in that sense. If there's like more fan noise, then just forgive me. It's it's it's. I've just speed sped up the fan because it's really hot, trying to sort of lower the fan noise. Uh, and then along with that, uh, Volkswagen showed off the ID Life, which is a concept uh, hatchback car. Uh, it's a bit more smaller, squeakier, compact, and more affordable than the ID. 3 at the moment. Around $24,000 that they're looking at. And it's like a wacky uh, hatchback design, straight from the future, kind of, with a front and back that sort of is like, you know, it's synced in, sort of. It has a sunk sort of uh, headlights, which is pretty crazy. Uh, and the, and it, it has a steering wheel, at least, unlike Tesla's potential $20,000 car. And a headset display, and also... Uh, the Model S had a gaming console inside, and in this, we'll have a full-blown console with a projector. Don't know how they will pull that off, but okay, that, that it's a concept. And, and in the end, if they're going to release such a product, the actual uh, the ID two or one or ID two probably will probably have a big old nice touchscreen to make it affordable at twenty thousand dollars potentially. Uh, and uh, this concept could have four hundred kilometers of L T P range uh with ability to accelerate from 0 to 100 in 6.9 seconds pretty decent uh, with its 172 kilowatt hour battery um kilowatt battery uh, with a 57 kilowatt hour battery kind of mixing it up it's 172 kilowatts of motor and uh, with a 57 kilowatt hour battery pretty interesting um and that's and volkswagen is taking on tesla here tesla's trying also planning to offer a twenty thousand dollar sub car which i think would uh would bring the technology of evs to more and more people i think is only good news from there and day out um and then polestar which is a a volvo sub brand has shown off new specs of the polestar 2 so now you have a long range dual motor long range single motor interestingly uh standard range st- single motor, you know how that goes, uh, and then you can get performance plus and pilot packs for like, you know, thousands of euros extra. Uh, so, so as I kind of mentioned, three specs of the Polestar 2. The first is a standard range uh, single motor that gives you a range of 350 kilometers, top speed of 160 kilometers per hour, 0 to 107.4 seconds with 174 kilowatt hour battery uh, watt hours per kilometer efficiency uh, with a 61 kilowatt hour battery uh, available starting at 46,500 45,500 euros this is in germany this is german pricing obviously actual actual prices to uh, in other regions will vary significantly on taxes and incentives and all that kind of stuff so you'll have to look at that uh, generally, so the cost will be a little bit higher and then you have a long-range single motor uh, Which we have mentioned here, uh, which has the same speed uh, given to so being a single motor, but you get 425 kilometers of range so slightly more range than the uh, Standard range version. So not by not much but again still significantly more uh, because you have a 75, 75 kilowatt hour battery 176 watt hours per kilometer roughly 160 kilometers per hour top speed so same motor and then you have a long-range dual motor But you get dual motors front and back, but you sacrifice it with a bit of speed uh, So you only get 395 kilometers roughly, uh, but you get a 190 watt-hours per kilometer uh, efficiency Seven, Same 75 kilowatt hour battery long-range battery out of the gate and uh, but you get a faster 0 to 100 in uh, speed in just four point seconds 0 to 100 kilometers in just four point seconds uh, so you'll literally be zipping by fast so the the base spec completely that just gets you uh, 350 kilometers will set you back 45,500 euros um, in Germany the long range single motor which will give you the most battery life primarily of all the, all these cars being just a single motor uh, on the uh, on the front probably uh, 425 kilometers. That's most range probably for a Polestar 2. At 48,500 euros and 51,500 euros gets you a long range dual motor, which will give you a not much battery, but it gave you more performance primarily. So you get more performance at the gate. But uh, interestingly enough, you can get an optional heat pump for these cars, which is pretty cool. Uh, if you already had a model y or a three that's gotten a heat pump it really helps if you're out in the colder weather driving an EV. If you for norway it comes in handy that's what i've heard uh, this car is pretty good i mean if you really want a non-tesla that is really really good in performance it's got a solid uh design and overall an I- I- entire experience it's 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 worth it honestly um and i read in another press release that Polestar is looking to launch in the ua and kuwait so All my Kuwait and UAE homies, you know, Polestar is coming. That's pretty cool. Uh, The car is going to be expensive uh, straight off the bat. Unless there's, as I said, incentives or some sort of, uh, you know, uh, discount that they offer. Uh, The Polestar 2 would be a good deal in that sense, uh, primarily. Uh, But on top of that, uh, the heat pump comes in the plus pack that you can get with uh, with your Polestar 2 that gets you a uh, high level premium equipment full length panoramic glass roof Harman Kardon sound system Weave tech upholstery and fully electric heated front seats with memory function and heated rear seats here it's steering wheel uh, and that should set you back 4500 euros so 4500 euros for a bit of comfort uh, again you are the yeah probably uh, you be the judge of that. They have a pilot pack uh, primarily that gives you ad- enhanced safety and driver assistance, uh, including uh, pixel LED highlights, LED front fog lights, driver assistance, adaptive cruise control, pilot assist, 360 degree camera, parking sensors, blind spot assist, you know, driver assistance, uh, steering support, cross traffic alert, rear collision warning. Uh, this should set you back 3,500 euros. So it's again already we're talking like 8,000 euros uh, to get comfort and safety and performance uh, Which is optional again, you don't have to get this you can get this is optional and this is only on the long and dual uh, motor variants uh, if you want that you can get adjustable Ohlins dampers Brembo brakes You know how those bre- brakes go forged 20 inch alloy wheels Signature Swedish gold details inside and out to show that you actually have a high-performance car pretty cool uh, Interestingly, but yeah, I mean this car Infotainment system the stereo it has Android in it vegan upholstery um, over the updates Overall good-looking design you you can't go wrong. It's pretty good now. It starts at forty five thousand five hundred euros Which is a pretty interesting price. It's quite competitive for a uh electric cigar- sedan I'm kind of stuttering already an electric sedan for what it is so it's pretty cool i mean uh honestly with incentives it's a pretty good bargain if you ask me uh generally i mean if i were probably you i'd get the long range as always because extra range on these sorts of cars is coming it would come in handy uh, there's not much efficiency right now it, the the motors and stuff so I mean uh, it does cost a lot but honestly after you keep charging it really does pay for itself and and that's and that's what it is with these cars but uh, it's a pretty good car if you don't want a tesla that is but yeah what do you think of everything you've heard today whether it's the um the new iphones coming out these evs whatever it is let me know on instagram and twitter i'm at mountain99. follow me there if you can subscribe to this podcast share t- share this to your friends and family uh do everything really to get the show up in the charts and stuff if you can but yeah uh till thursday this is your boy Mountain signing out uh take care stay safe and uh, i hope we see you on thursday all right uh thank you for listening ciao don't forget to subscribe and share and all that good stuff right ciao